Trapani Show, today at the G1. Hello and welcome to Today at the G1 with myself, James Troopany. This is a Troopany Show podcast and you're listening to our coverage as it happens-ish when I've got home from work about the G1 Live Climax Tournament. Tonight we're in Hakkadi Prefectural Sports Centre in front of 1,920 fans. Massive arena, probably only about half full because of the COVID restrictions. But the fans were hot for this night and they had some hot wrestling matches to watch. To start off, Yotsuji defeated Yue Uemura, 8 minutes and 13 seconds. Now, Uemura's been on the losing streak this week. He lost to Gabriel Kidd on night three. But here against Suji, he was on phenomenal form, just as he was against Gabriel Kidd. Uemura is turning into a bit of a glue wrestler. He's the common denominator of greatness, as somebody once said. It wasn't very nice. Uh, but Yotsuji... He's looking like somebody's going to do something at last. He's He's got some fire to him. He's a big, lumpy old lad, and he wrestles a big, lumpy old match. And if they could turn that into something more user-friendly, then I think he's going to be a great professional wrestler in the long run. It'll be interesting to see where they send him on excursion. I'm thinking probably Ring of Honor to be a big monster there. Then we went on to the G1 Climax proper, Block B, Might 2. Hiroki Goto defeated Sonada in 11 minutes and 3 seconds of a match that was actually quite good. It was not as bad as it could have been. Sonada on the first night, oh sorry, the second night, looked a bit ropey to be honest with you. Didn't look in sorts at all. And this didn't improve here, he's still on 0 points, but Goto looked on fire. Sonada had some moments where he adapted the GTW to his own ends. But generally speaking, this was a very good match, but it certainly looked like Koto was going to win from pretty much the opening bell onwards. Sonata pouring great effort. He looked sharper, but he doesn't look like he's in the Sonata of old form that garnered him title shots against Kazuchika Ricardo last year. This is a bit steady from him. It's a slow start. We'll see where it goes. But Goto's looking good on two points. Gets his first win. Next was the matchup I had been looking forward to after their gold-plated feud of 2016, I think it was. Hiroshi Tanahashi loses to Tarayanu, who ends up leading the group on day two. By virtue of his win, was leading the group until the end of the next match. <laughs> Toriyano defeats Hirotoshi Tanahashi in 7 minutes and 15 seconds with some incredible offense. I can't believe this. Tanahashi's on zero points. He had a slow start last year and went on to win the group or finish in the, in the last match. Finish up there on the last match and uh, Kota Ibushi had to beat him on the final day to win. And I think two years ago he had a bit of a slow start as well. So he's a notoriously slow starter in the G1. But this is certainly different from him. Losing to Toriyano in the first round is uh, slightly unnerving. Other wrestlers have lost to him. John Moxley most notably last year, but... Yeah, this was a fun match. It was really worth watching, and Yano was just ace, and Tanahashi will sell for him, and he's clearly having a good time wrestling him. So it's always good fun when you've got two performers. Also started with a bit of classy chain wrestling as well. Toriyano is not all mouth and trousers. He actually knows what he's doing. Next up was a match I never thought I wanted to see, but now I want to see more of. Kenta and Juice Robinson. Two people, well, I think it was Juice Robinson's was Kenta's New Japan debut match just over a year ago, and they've come a long way since then, both of them. Juice has obviously had a US Heavyweight Championship run run under his belt, um, and Kenta has become part of Bullet Club, turned heel, 
and of course is the current number one contenders to the US Heavyweight Championship, carrying around that Kareev case from winning the New Japan Cup USA. Juice Robinson would like a piece of that title as well, his former championship, and he wants to get back around his waist. And going through Kenta makes perfect sense. And in this match, they really went for it. Juice was on fire. Kenta was his good Kentary self, being a bit of a badass and being an annoying little badass at the same time. This went for 17 minutes, and it was just the perfect length for them to sell a really good in-depth story. I really enjoyed this. Juice Robinson can be a bit spot to spot to spot. He doesn't flow like a regular New Japan wrestler does. But this made perfect sense. Kenta was able to flow around it. They worked with each other really well to make a presentable story. The story being, Juice Robinson wants Kenta. And Kenta doesn't want to wrestle Juice Robinson because he feels he might lose, as he did in this match. But that does give Juice Robinson a crap at Kenta's New Japan Cup. Well, New Japan USA Cup winning trophy, winning briefcase, which guarantees him a shot at John Moxley, which might be a story they're saving for Wrestle Kingdom. In the fourth match of the night, or the yeah, the fourth um, G1 match of the night, Evil defeated Yoshihashi, but that was not the story. The story of this match was Yoshihashi has Evil's number. All ends up, he thought of everything except where he was, where the referee was distracted at the end of the match by Dick Togo. And Evil managed to get a low blow in, and then everything is evil to win the match. Which is unfortunate, because Yoshihashi had a lifetime performance against Evil. He was on top of everything from the word go. Evil was there, sat there waiting for him with, to attack him with a chair, so he attacked him first with his staff. And he had answers for Dick Togo, he had answers for Evil. He locked him up in the butterfly lock for a good three or four minutes, and Evil kept trying to get to the rope, but he couldn't get out. He got finishes on him, but got despoiled. He did everything he possibly could to win this match, and he was absolutely adored for it. I think they probably should have let him win <laughs> at this point, because it was that good. It was this really so close, and the cage match users ranked it nearly as good as the final, which was outstanding. Eight votes put Evil versus Yoshihashi at 7.22 for the cage match users. 7.25 for the main event this evening, which is Tetsuya Nato versus Zack Sabre Jr. Nato is Nato. He's unstoppable at the moment. Zack Sabre Jr. was looking to put a spanner in the works. His argument in the press conference after the last match, after the last singles matches they had was, well, if I beat Nato, why do I have to do the rest of the G1 Climax? I can just get a singles win over him and grab a title shot then, and that'd be fine by me. He's not bothered about taking the title at Wrestle Kingdom. The noble thing to do, he'll take that championship any which way he can. And he tried his damnedest to get a victory of Tetsuya Nato. He was all over the champ. And Nato really didn't figure him out until about 10 minutes in. And then it became wrestling's genius, the stardust genius, if you will. A bit of a return to that old moniker to wrestle Frank Zack Sabre Jr. in a really, really breathtaking professional wrestling match. I really enjoyed this night. I really enjoyed all of them. There isn't a duff match on the card. It's possibly the best one that they've done so far. Um, and, I, well, people are ranking it lowly at six points for a card, but I don't think that's true. I think this was really interesting. I think this is going to be the, the group that tells the better stories. The better matches might come in Group A, but the Group B nights are telling really good stories. They're telling different stories. We've got a lot of wrestlers together who have not wrestled each other before. Still looking to Juice Robinson versus NATO. I think that could be fireworks. I think that could be really interesting. Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Juice as well. That's going to be a really interesting clash of styles. 
And of course, you've got Evil versus NATO in this particular group as well to look forward to. I think there's big stories to be had in this particular group. I'm even looking forward to things like NATO versus Yoshihashi. That should be really interesting to see how he reacts to this different outlook of Yoshihashi. Won the championship, won his first championship, has had a blister of confidence and is now really trying to own his story and doing a good job of it, even if he's not quite getting the job done. The New Japan Cup was, uh, sorry, well, I'm kind of blistering there, but I was going to say the New Japan Cup was great for showing everybody these talents, but now they've got a bit more room to expand and like more space to tell their stories because they're wrestling every other night instead of, well, not quite every other night, but instead of just like waiting for the next round match, they can really evolve and tell a story. And this is the advantage of having a big tournament. If you go back and listen to the Troopany show from this week that myself and John Dinsdale did, you can see that they tried to evolve a story over all the tournaments we looked at. And in this particular case, there's a numerous emotional developments coming for lots of different wrestlers, and that's what makes a G1 great. Is it as good as last year? It hasn't got the big names that last year's had. It hasn't got the quality that last year's had. However, we're still having an interesting time watching it, and I hope you are too. I hope you're watching along. I'll be back at the weekend. I'm just going to look and see what we've got scheduled ahead on New Japan uh, World, where you can find all these matches, of course. Night 5 will be... At Kobe on the 27th, that on Sunday, which will be Gabriel Kidd versus Yotosuji. Again, that should be really interesting. Tai Chi versus Yujiro Takahashi. Wow, a match of two wrestlers I can't stand. <laughs> uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Jeff Cobb. That should be really interesting to see what they do with Cobb and Suzuki. I have a feeling Suzuki might win that one. Ishii versus Kota Ibushi, that will be outstanding and hopefully better than the one that we saw with uh, Billiam, who's up next against Shingo Takagi. I'm not sure what's going to happen there because Takagi is a kind of similar attitude to Ishii and I'm not sure he's going to bump for Osprey the way Osprey wants him to. And it's because the, the age-old story of Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White as the main event for that night, that's going to be amazing. On the 29th, we are in Tokyo at Kurokan Hall, Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oof. At K-Hall. Perfect setting for those two. Sonata versus Yoshihashi should be really interesting. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Juice Robinson. Two baby faces having a good time together. That should be fun. Toro Yano versus Evil in the semi-final match. That should be really interesting to see if Evil just demolishes Yano or Yano could sneak something out of the match. And the main event, Hiroki Goto versus Tetsuya Naito. A really interesting traditional babyface versus a very untraditional babyface. That'll be an interesting match to say as well. So we said we were back on the 27th, didn't we? So I will see you on Sunday. I hope you enjoy your weekend. I will have watched the matches and bring you a report. Monday morning will be the Troopany show where we round up everything at the G1 this week. The big stories, the things we want to talk about and go a bit more in depth with a few more opinions other than my own. Take care. Speak to you on Sunday. Enjoy your wrestling this weekend. Bye! Mm -hmm.